Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey, Spine Whispers, you're listening to the podcast that brings you some health, a little bit of wellness, and a whole lot of crazy with the doctors from Midwest Family Wellness and yours truly, Kim. All right, Dr. Fink's a little excited today. Uh, he's real pumped up. This guy, oh. this guy. Okay, um, Kimberly, what do we talk about today? So a lot of patients have been asking about just the flu and staying healthy, mm. support. So I thought we could talk about that. Okay, cool. Illness so we'll is, uh, rampant around here. Yeah, these areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, what are um, they calling it? Did some are calling St. Louis crud. Yeah, not the influenza, but the other viruses that are going on. They're going. On. Yeah, well, I want to talk about so specifically the ILIs, the influenza-like illnesses. Those are pretty common. So what we'll do is we'll cover the flu, but but more than that, we're, what we're going to talk about is ways to boost your immune system. Like the amount of information that's come out about how to actively, you know, supercharge your immune system. That's legit stuff. Now it gets lost in the sea of misinformation by people peddling this or that. So what we're going to do is really isolate that today. So Dr. Matt, you'll talk about the flu and transmission routes. Correct. That way people can understand like what's coming from where. Dr. Brad... You're going to cover the most important part of the immune system, which is your gut. The right? guts, yeah. Intestines. We'll talk about how they play a huge role That's in the awesome. immune system. Yeah, and it's like well, it's like every other episode. It's like it's what you eat. Got to keep them healthy. Yeah. And then um, I will cover the specific implications of, of chiropractic care and the immune system. But I think you've got the first, you've got the research article. Oh, I do. And I, uh, I went the case study route this time. So nice, bro. I have a case study out of Illinois. Chicago, oh, okay, Chicago across area. the street. Oh, dang. So it's titled Chiropractic Management Using Multimodal Therapies mm. on Two Pediatric Patients with Constipation. I love it. We got a theme. We don't usually yeah. have a theme, but we got a little it, bit of it's theme a theme. Going on. It's your guts. So I wanted to talk about this because, you know, obviously we get most patients coming in for musculoskeletal issues. Yeah, right. Back but when it, right. especially when MSK. it comes to young people, infants, it's a whole other set of things. You got you know, it, brother. Earaches, colic, colic, constipation, tr- trouble feeding, trouble sleeping, yeah. and they trouble turning their heads. And they can't really tell you what's going on. No, all they can do is <laughs> scream at you. And now and it's every, your fault. And we do have great results with adults too, with the constipational type issues. We, we've had some big hugs. More than one. And we didn't even know initially that we were. Doctor Fink got flat out kissed that I, time. Yeah, that was that woman who first time she'd had a steak because she could move her jaw. Oh yeah. She's yeah. pumped up, man. And another That's reason true. I um, I thought this was a big deal because we've had such great results with constipation in our offices. And I hear, now I want to say this first, your kid, it's been five days, it's death level emergency. Hey, sure, get get them a laxative, get them whatever. That's right, man. But what I worry about is the chronic. I hear, I hear some chronic All the time. Use. And all the time, that like can mess with, I'm going to talk about intestines later, but that can mess with a lot of different things. A lot so of stuff. That's yeah. why I wanted to choose this one uh, to talk about. So it was actually twins they oh. worked on, and they were premature, both born at 29 weeks. Whoa! And they end up they had to have some pretty invasive stomach intestinal type surgeries. I bet. And they were having ever since they're having issues with constipation 
throughout. And they were seven, month, uh, seven months old when they went into the office. And after the examination, the treatments they used were chiropractic adjustments, of course, low, low force, like we Right. Did. Right, just and, contacts. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. then some acupressure stimulation and then some dynamic neuromuscular stabili- uh, stabilization, mm-hmm. which is kind of a rehabilitative. Right, yeah. right. It's it, fancy it talk. Them, I'll look it up. It's fancy um, talk for stretching your yeah, kids. Yeah. yeah. Myofascial stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, cool. That's what they did. And, and we've experienced this a lot. After that first visit, already. That's it. The mom was like, hey, they, they're going to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, well, I had one last week. Um, were you out here that day, Kim? Was, I don't know. There was, we had one last week, and uh, um, the baby, you know, I was holding that contact, smiled, you know, and the grandma was like, that baby has never smiled. That baby has, n-, I'm like, never? Like, he has never smiled at all since he'd been born. Oh, that's cool. No, and I, was, I, I was holding him, mm-hmm. and he was smiling. I'm like, they usually do this, and then they usually um, unload their guts onto the doctor, because they <laughs> yeah. finally relax, and that's like... Or it's their trip home, and they, and they have a blowout. <laughs> that's right, man. Seat, that's and, right. Which and the it's parents like, are still happy. They're like... Absolutely, you know, because they're having that much trouble. It's yeah. worth the cleanup. So, it is. <laughs> uh, great results after just one treatment, but then the uh, the first one, they were both males, The patient A, we'll call him. Sure. Uh, after five weeks of treatment, two times per week, mm-hmm. the mother said, great shape. The other one, it was just four weeks of two times a week. Two times a week. And at that point, they were having regular. The one child was having every day. The other one was having two good days and then one mm-hmm. not. But still, compared to what it was, amazing results. Absolutely. Uh, then after that point, they got more. They kept decreasing frequency. That's right. Uh, one time a week and then eventually once a month. That's right. Um, and just checking on them really at that point, like to see if there's anything we need to. Yeah. Great results. And it, you know, just for some stats and why it's a big deal. 60 million people in the United States experience constipation, and the prevalence of childhood constipation is estimated around 29%. That's a lot, man. If you look up research on children and constipation, you'll just have a... It'll blow your computer up. It's a big issue right now. Well, we hear and talk to moms, you know, they offhand, oh, they haven't gone to the bathroom in three days. Yeah. Like... Hang on a second. Yeah. That's not that's that, not normal. Some even five. It's like whoa. And they don't even think about it. Yeah. It's like okay, we need to talk about it. Like I know I keep threatening to have the great big the poop episode, you know, because people I feel don't like understand. We're leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, and we're just we're laying the groundwork, you know. So anyway, we have lots of warnings. Before we do that, like because I know some uh, of the of the parents we take care of, they like listen to this with their kids. So I'll be like, hey, this episode. You're gonna listen to this one solo. You can find something for them to do, you know. Yeah. Not this episode, but like that's how I'll preface the other episode the poo podcast the poo podcast okay thank you dr mauer so that that is a big deal so um dr matt what you're gonna cover is transmission routes yeah yeah like how how does this how does the flu spread and then we'll transition from the flu to like the immune system you know let's first talk about how people get the flu masks that type of thing i think is what you wanted to talk about so yeah you go ahead yeah so the flu basically has been has been around uh, for a little bit, basically um, really started in the H1N1 um, 2009 to about 2019 has really been the prevalence of, you know, the bad flu. The modern. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's basically three ways that the influenza, A, or flu transmits, right? One is expulsion, right? Force exposure, coughing. Jesus. Yeah, and they call that, uh, they really call that um, just droplets. Droplet right? route. And so you can get droplets right onto one another, or it can lay dormant on inanimate objects or f- fomites. 
is the other term that they call them. Huh. They're transition vehicles that are inanimate that put your hand on there, put it in your mouth, put it in your eye. Oh, oh okay. Just like that. It's All a right? fomite. It's a fomite, yeah. Kim? Um, the other way to transmit the, uh, the flu virus is aerosols. Yeah. Now, that's different than a fomite because that is airborne stuff that doesn't settle on anything. Oh, okay. But is just in the air. Okay. So, so like, they're in in reasonable proximity to you, whereas somebody, like, up can to, come into the room, touch up something. Up to six feet away. So, that's really three. Right. So, the one is the fomites. Right. Um, the expulsion of the, of the droplets. And then aerosols. And then aerosols. Okay. Um, now... In the influenza, it can lay dormant for up to 48 hours. And when we're talking about um, transmission, sometimes you don't know that you're sick until it's already, you're, it's already too late. So usually a day before you really start getting symptoms, you can transmit stuff. And Dr. Josh was talking to a patient today. It's like you can still be incubating and still transmitting mm -hmm. and contaminating other people with uh, the flu. Right. So you have to be really careful and you have to pay very close attention to your body and what it tells you. Right. Right. Like you so, have to take those precautions because you, you don't feel it yet. And that's the problem with the, the, what the coronavirus or the, the COX 2A virus is that you'll start shedding virus before you get symptoms. That makes yeah. it real scary, you know, but yeah, influenza to a much less extent, but that is still possible. So you know, when you get the symptoms, you just got to pay a lot of attention and get yourself out of there. Or wear a mask. And, and, and most importantly, wash, W-A-S-H, wash your hands. Yeah. Because it destroys the fomites, the micelles of soap, have that positive, negative anion and ion, and it just grinds that stuff up, carries it away in the soap foam. That's what makes it so important. doesn't matter what it is. Soap's going to get it. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Thank you, Dr. Fink. So... Um, Dr. Maurer is now, so Dr. Matt has scared us all with all the different ways that stuff is <laughs> coming to get us. Yeah. And then Dr. Brad now is going to talk about the most important uh, part of our immune system, and that is our guts. But before you do that, I wanted to make a side comment to what Matt said. You originally talked to us on the flu episode a while ago about the Spanish flu of 1918. Yeah. And how that flu didn't really start in Spain. But still, um, it was a Dutch flu, I think. One of the most effective forms of healthcare during that epidemic. Right. Chiropractic care. Yep, yep. Well documented in the literature. The people that were under care were not getting sick as often as the people. What was it like 11,000 to 1? Remember, do you remember? It's 11,000 yeah. deaths. And then the guy in the chiropractor's office right. who yep. saw twice the volume of patients, it was like 100. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was awesome. Anyway, side note. Go ahead, Dr. Brown. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that was a big thing that, you know, coming in wanted to talk about was, you know, boosting immune system. Well, yeah, man, if you're a patient here, that or we're any, doing it. Yeah. We're lighting we're you up. Uh, along with the other things that you can do, you know, like you just talked about hand washing. I'm going to talk a little bit about eating properly, Absolutely. getting proper sleep. Now with all of that, we've had, you know, we're going to have people who do every single thing we say. Right. Still might still get still sick. Still might get it. You're, yeah. Um, but we're just, but we're improving your chances. Yeah. We're playing odds. And we're, we're, doing. we're uh, absolutely. Also giving your body a better chance to fight it off, deal with it better, maybe possibly deal with it quicker, that sort of thing. So, but yeah, when it comes to the immune system, I'm going to throw out one piece of data real quick just to see, you know, this might blow someone's mind. 
So 70 to 80% of the body's immune cells are found in the guts. In the guts. As intestines. That's right. The so, second brain, Kim. 70 to 80%. Because why? Because you bring in food. When you take the environment, put it in your body, you better have most of your environmental protectors there. Regulators. Mount, Mount up. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was insane, right? That was really good. <laughs> um, so... We want this nice microbiome. Right. It, we have these, by now it's become such a big deal, you know, yeah. pri probiotics. You right, know, it almost, it, it's almost painful to use the word properly. Yeah. You know, you're like, God, I don't want to say it, but that's what it is. You yeah, know? so everybody at this point, I think they know that you have all this bacteria in there that you're actually, actually good bacteria. Yeah, the good it's guys. It's working the way we want it to. It's, we kind of have this relationship with this bacteria. Yeah. Like it helps us, we yeah. help it. Yeah, like, hey, hey, we'll give you this. How about you make some uh, vitamin K? Yeah. You know what I mean? How about you do that for us? So, yeah, we want this nice communication between, you know, this good bacteria mm -hmm. and what's going on inside of our body. If we have this communication, then that allows for, you know, great support uh, to help develop those immune cells. I just talked about 70 to 80% of those cells being in the uh, in the guts. In the guts. Well, we need this great flora to be able to allow, like you were talking about, to to allow the body to create. There's T cells, B cells. Oh man, it's all in there. There's all these different you, cytokines. You got um, them in there, man. Aminoglobulins. So it's all these different plus cells. Oh, I love chemicals it. Chemicals that are going to help your body defend off. So there's there's some big roles that the intestines or the guts are going to have that's one to create this barrier so the bad stuff can't get in mm -hmm. it's going to make sure that that good bacteria that good microbes they mm -hmm. have a good environment right to be in and then also just to make sure that some of those chemical cells don't start attacking each other so you know we don't lead to some type of autoimmune autoimmune problem yeah or we don't end up with uh, leaky gut yeah type of syndrome where things are getting in and out of that barrier it's no good. No. We don't like that. So that's, in a general sense, that's how things work. We want this great communication. We want a nice, healthy environment mm -hmm. where everything is working together. That way nothing can land down there and then, and then make its way across. That's right. The gut barrier. So. Let's, you talk about how to do that? Yeah. Heck let's yeah. talk about. Let's do it. What can we do to possibly make those intestines as healthy as possible? You just think about your intestines as like yeah. your best friend. You know, like you want them to have the best possible chance to make it. Got to let those guts sleep. Yeah, well, that's one right. thing, definitely. You just think about your guts laying on the couch, Kim. Mm -hmm. It's pretty weird. Yeah. All right. So, plant fiber is one. Mm. Cellulose. Uh, Doctor Matt and I before this, we just ate an entire plant fiber. An entire head of celery. celery. I don't know if it's a head. It's not a stalk because we ate all of it. Like if you took one group of it's celery. Stalks and. No, we ate all of the thing. Like, like a group of stalks? Like yeah, what's that? It's a head, maybe? We ate, let's say, the it, tree. It, it looks, 12 stalks. But celery looks, tree. But it looks like <laughs> the cauliflower tree. and the broccoli. Like, it's got a head of broccoli or a head of... Yeah, I don't know. It was very fresh. I don't know. You ate the leaves that come on the... Yeah, oh, we ate it all. Oh, we just destroyed it. Wow. Here, in this country, not everyone, of course, but consume a lot of meat... Mm -hmm. And maybe processed stuff. Mm -hmm. Taking a lot of sugar. I tell you what loves sugar. <laughs> bugs. The bad bacteria. Those bugs. So, big things. 
off the bat, I'll give a few other things, but big things are cutting down on the amounts of sugar. Mm -hmm. Specifically processed foods, man. Yeah, and those processed There's foods. There's nothing, yeah. Getting more of the plant-based material mm -hmm. to clean things up, That's right, because like you, you know, when you think about it, it's just like cotton candy. As soon as you touch it, it just dissolves. Right. You know, that's not going to clean out your guts. It's just going to build up in there like gunk. You want something that's not going to break down, something with a cell wall, which is cellulose, and you want that pushing everything out ahead of it. That's why if you've been eating, you know, you've been, hey, and we all do it, you had a tough weekend, you know, you're just eating anything you can, then you have one day where you just decide, I'm going to eat a bunch of celery, there's going to be some ramifications. Yes. Consequences. The consequences. prepared. But you want that. You want that stuff moved out of there. So that's that's a big one. Yeah. Another one, I, I already mentioned how big the probiotic industry has become. Yeah, it's huge. But we can get a lot of that naturally. Absolutely. So if you find a really good um, live culture yogurt. Yeah. Uh, there's other things like sauerkraut, fermented type things. Absolutely. Pickles. I'm just still thinking about sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. I do too. Sauerkraut. You've got to be real careful. People you, do not sauerkraut. Like what I Some people. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Some people will, no one let you into their home. They won't let you cross the threshold with the sauerkraut. Yeah. But uh, I'm with you, Dr. Maurer. I, I, I could just eat sauerkraut. Yeah. Uh, when I found out that it actually helped my intestines. <laughs> is this where like too much is a good thing? Yeah, right. If, if a little is good, if a little is good, then way too much. Is yeah. uh, I, I definitely don't get it. Uh, do you have sauerkraut with your PBJs? Yeah, of course. Does somebody have sauerkraut <laughs> in their in their car? Ham and cheese and sauerkraut. Hello. So <laughs> it's true. That is true. So and then just a few of these are more items to maybe incorporate in your diet that are just more of immune bo immune boosters. So, of yeah. course, we always hear about vitamin C. Vitamin C, man. Um, and we know citrus fruits. And yep. Eat the rinds. Right. I always try to get people peppers. to do it. That's yeah. where they make the vitamin C. It's in the yeah. rind. Eat in the there. rind. So, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin E. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're getting those. Um, you know, you, you talked about broccoli. Mm -hmm. You're going to get some of that A, C, and E mm -hmm. in that broccoli. Um, I won't get into a lot of this, but... Typically at our presentations we give or lunch and learns, we talk about getting these foods without cooking That's right. everything out of them. That's yeah, right. As raw, raw, raw as possible. Yeah, so what I'm talking about. Well, uh, you know, we should absolutely do a podcast on that. Food preparation and nutrient retention. Yeah. That's, losing. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. All right. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah so, so next podcast, we're going to talk food prep. Absolutely, because yeah. people are going to have a lot of questions yeah. about that. Because I also have garlic on here, which has been shown many, many studies to have antibacterial, right. antiviral components. But once again, if you grab some garlic salt out of the pantry, that's pour it right. down your throat, that's not the it's best not, way. That's it, because it's been, it's been processed. And the, we're, we are going to cover these, uh, this idea of processing, what does it mean, what doesn't it mean, and food preparation next podcast, because it's a very big deal. Because you could be thinking that you're eating healthy, but really you, you just took all the good stuff out of your food. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and maybe what we can do is have, for our sheet this week to hand out, uh, we can maybe have a list of these these foods that are great. Superfoods. Heck yeah, let's do that. Foods. Put on the website. Uh, yeah, I have chicken broth on here. Mm. Bone broth, fish, man. Uh, even almonds, you know, with the... Mm -hmm. You had some walnuts on there, bro? Uh, that would be great as well. Mm -hmm. On there. Walnuts. Not as high as almonds, but there's, you know, if you don't choke on them. And then one other one I have on here is ginger, is it, is it which is... Ginger. Nausea, even intestinal 
health as well. That's right. Because it's a cofactor in a lot of those really, really important reactions that turn that off. Like the, um, the biochemistry of the immune boosting stuff is absolutely fascinating to look at and how that stuff comes from the environment. But you have to get real food. You know, so yeah, that's great. But the uh, most important thing is that people understand they have some say over their immune system. Right. Like you can, you can jack that thing up. You know, you can pump it way up by getting those more of those materials in there and less of the stuff that really kills you. And that, and that, by this time, people realize that it's sugar. It just annihilates your guts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. If cool. You, cool. Stop to think about everything that has sugar. You know, some people maybe don't even think about right. what they're putting in the body that has large amounts of sugar. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's going to be good. All right, cool, cool. Um, so what I want to talk about, chiropractic care and immune function. Now, back in the day, like we talked about in the, the, the Spanish flu 1918, people under chiropractic care, there's tons of really, really cool stuff about how they weren't getting sick. Our modern understanding... Our conjecture about uh, uh, chiropractic care is that the immune system, specifically like in the guts or running around your body, your macrophages, your this or that, um, those things act on their own, but the direction of them, like, hey, we need more of these guys, or hey, they need to all be over here, that is controlled by your nervous system. So your nervous system controls and coordinates that. So you've got an immune system, then you've got the endocrine system that makes those things and puts it into the immune system, and there's that, that interplay of hormone exchange, and then you have the nervous system which runs it. Now look, what we do as chiropractors is we check to make sure that there are no, there is no interference to the nerves that run your body secondary to bony fixation. So if you have two bricks and a wire that runs in between them. And if the bricks get misaligned or they move over, they start to grind on that wire. Now they don't cut it off, they just grind on it. That wire does not transmit as well. That's what we're saying. And, and that's the way that it works. So, well, Dr. Vink, can you prove that? Yeah, I can. All we have to do is find some studies where people that are getting adjusted have higher immune system function. And those studies are all over the place. You know, we can look at CD4 production, we can look at interleukin production, we can look at monocyte, white cell production. All of that is documented. It's not theory. People that have misalignments, subluxations, fixations, whatever you want to call it, there is a chance that their immune system is compromised because it's not getting the good right nervous system feed. So all these people that bring their kids in here and we check and if they have misalignment, subluxation, we correct it, all of a sudden... You know, these kids aren't getting sick as much or their symptoms are going away. All we did was check their bones. That's all we did. You know, we don't make their colds go away. We just take away the interference to the body. So I want people to understand that. That's what we're doing here. Making sure there's no interference. You know, the secondary side of the effects of that are just super pronounced and really, really cool. But primarily, that's our job, you know. Uh, that is the, I think, the three most important things that we wanted people to understand about it. Like, the flu in particular, but like sick season in general. One, Dr. Fink talking about the ways that it can spread. Two, Dr. Maurer talking about the ways we can fight it off. And then me trying to coordinate those two things by talking about how your body runs its immune system. Because there's two ways to do this. We can look at each individual flu virus. We got a rhinovirus over here. We've got uh, SARS over here. We got the Coxsackie virus. We got all these different viruses. We can design a specific thing to fight them. And that's a good idea. Or we can fortify the wall. 
What we like to do here is fortify the heck out of the wall. Make that wall as big as possible, as tall as possible, as thick as possible, rather than looking for specific keyhole defenses. So that's the way we look at healthcare here. Uh, Kim, do you have anything for the people? Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. What about immune boosting, like airborne or Zycam? Like yeah. Kind of look at what look at what's in there so when you look at things or when you t intake a supplement or when you put things in your body it's really important to actually look at the stuff that's in in there so and how it's prepared when you look at i'm not plugging anything but when you look at emergency what what do you think's in there i mean vitamin c right because mm -hmm. emergency so it has a whole bunch of different vitamin c vitamin e when you mega dose a supplement there you go that is the thing that allows your body to pick up the stuff that's extra. And I'm doing a lot of hand motions, but yeah. So that, that's when you look at stuff like that. Airborne has been proven to help boost your immune system because of the things that are inside of it. Mm -hmm. Because of the it's vitamin C. It's an added dose of... If you look, it. It, it tells you exactly what's in yeah. that. But what you really want to look at is, you know, what's the active ingredient? How active is it? Like, does that spray come out in, in a pH balanced kind of a spray? Is it a solution? How is it prepared? How is it stored? All of those things matter for the bioavailability and the bioactivity of the specific thing. Like, it's super... It super matters. It's a difference between like um, calcium hydroxyapatite and calcium lactate. You know, those two things yeah. mean night and day to your bones. Yeah. One of them's totally awesome. One of them is not. But if you're getting uh, buckets of the one, it's not going to be any good. Or sulfur actually is a much better example. Okay, I know you covered hand washing. Yeah. Uh, with an R. Real Didn't quick. you? No, uh, I did. I did. I, it's yeah. Fine. So I just want to. Go. The CDC is a wonderful website when it talks about hand washing and the importance, right? Number one thing, the best thing to, to help slow the tide and eliminate mm -hmm. a lot of the transmission a lot. is hand washing. Because hand washing doesn't care. doesn't yeah. care what's on it. Right. You're, com you're, you're coming whether, with it. Whether you're a bacteria or yeah. a virus. What your kid else. get into, you'll never know. Mm -hmm. um, Have a more so, so the CDC is saying their new slogan for this year oh, no. is hand washing. Clean hands saves lives. Huh, okay. That is a relevant term because... If Good you job, think about CDC. The, if you think about the impact that hand washing has on... They're trying to make it cool. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is fantastic. So you're a superhero by washing about time. your hands. Yeah, about so time. I'm not going to go over the list, but every time your hands come into contact that you're not, something, that you're not familiar with, you should be washing your hands. Door handle, trash can. Yeah, we have a... We just, just, a just a whole bunch of different things. So... Just in general. And then controlling how those yeah. things get in. Like, yeah. we talked about the hand-washing episode. Like, you yeah, control those vectors. That's right. That's Don't right. let them in your house. But, yeah, I just wanted to, I know Dr. Josh talked about the hand-washing and, and it's relevant, but that's really something I wanted to add. Huh? It's like, you really. Wash your hands and eat good food. I, I, if that's you it. ask my boys, what it's is on. the number one thing that I say to my children? Wash is, your hands. Um, please sit down on your seat and please wash your hands. Did you wash your hands? Um, you've probably seen me. Ask patients' kids when they come out of bed. He does. His dad, his dad bones. When Dr. Matt hears a toilet flush, his dad bones act immediately out. activated. I hear you out of Winsville on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they step out that door. Uh, but, um, Wonderful. All right. Those hands. All right. Cool. Cool. I love my kids, but it's really important to wash your hands. It's, it can't be. I'm glad that they're. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah. Dr. Mauer, anything for the people? No, just like you kind of finished it out. You know. Eat, eat, eat well. Eat good know, food. Eat healthy for your intestines and wash those hands. And, and let us check your spine. And like we mentioned, for gosh yeah, that's a big deal. And uh, and like I said in the beginning, hey, 
still, you may do all these things. Yeah. And you might get Boom. sick. You get wrecked. And it, also, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. I mean, unless you're bad. Of, there's a lot of other things that do make <laughs> that you're a bad person. This uh, one isn't definitive. That specifically yeah. does that. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it's just that simple. Like, hey, it, some, bam, you could get wrecked. What we're trying to do is we're trying to play the odds. We're trying to give you the best chance for making sure that you or your family doesn't get sick. Because once it gets into your house, man, it's just, it's just holy cow. It's a, yeah, holy it's a cow. waterfall. Yeah. It is. Okay, very good. Uh, we have some super cool stuff coming up for you guys this season. I can't talk about it yet because we haven't put anything in. So, but like next podcast, we're going to talk about food preparation. So bring your notebooks. Um, we'll try not to run long, but it's going to be a very, very important <laughs> podcast. So, and your Instapots. And bring your, your Instapots. And your <laughs> you bring it all. Bring it all because we are going to talk about some important stuff. And we're, I guarantee you we're going to make people mad. They're going to be like, what? You know, it's going to yeah, be great. Yeah. They'll be screaming at your, your cell phones or whatever. So for Kimberly, for Dr. Matt, for Dr. Maurer, I am Dr. Joshua Fink, and we will talk to you in two weeks. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.